Are you ready to dive into your future guilty pleasure? <sighs> it's time for <sighs> Ready, Sex, Chat with Bridget B on the Podcast Playground. <sighs> Oh my god, did you just hear that? Yep, Ready Sex Chat indeed has a home. Thanks to you guys for listening, for all your eye rolls. You got this humble little podcast of mine, not only charting weekly all over the world, and right here in this beautiful country I call home, good good old US of A. Now, I love the network's name, the podcast playground. Like Remember when you went to school, like how much did you look forward to that bell ringing and your teacher just yelling, recess? Now, I wasn't one of the cool kids, like at all. Buck tooth and all, I'd always be damn near talking to my own damn self. <laughs> Many times, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. I would just say like, fuck it. Just fuck it. I'm just going to hop in a circle all by myself. <laughs> Besides, I'm sorry, but those, those fucking playgrounds were like no joke between like, what was that called? Deadly monkey bars, right? Which I swear, if you are a good stripper now and your name is like Rocky Roads at the Spearmint Rhino in Dallas, Texas, you were that girl on the monkey bars in the playground. Like, let's be real. The slides that I swear contributed to my fear of damn heights. Those things were scary as fuck. And the ever, ever magical seesaw. Ah, the seesaw. That was the first object to seriously contribute to my body phobia. Like my body phobic tendencies came straight up from the seesaw because don't tell me that that shit was in your first like taste of having a scale. You know what I mean? Because if the other kid didn't move, now you were called a fat kid. Am I right or am I right? (laughs) So thank you Podcast Playground for making me feel like I am one of the cool kids. How good does that sound? What do you think this is? A million dollars. Yeah, definitely. You know what it is. So as my listener, I'm sure you're well aware that this mamacita loves her cock. Tail. You know, in more ways than one, of course. (laughs) So this season, I want you to know exactly what's going on in my mouth. And today, for my drink of the day, I'm going the gin route. Yeah, I am. Because right now, in my hand... I'm holding a cold glass. It's filled with a delicate, I can never say that word either, delicate, a delicate blend of Hendrix gin, a lemon and like elderflower sparkling water, and a lovely piece of orange that will ever so delicately just hit your nose as a cocktail goes down your throat. Now, Feel free to pause the show and come back because you need to enjoy it with me. You really need to enjoy this podcast with a drink in your hand. So what I'm going to do is every Tuesday, I'm going to be posting on Ready Sex Chat's Instagram my recipe of the week so that you two can join me with a cock or tail in your hand. (laughs) 
by the way, not sponsored like at all, maybe in the future, but I just really wanted you guys to enjoy the experience with me. And by the way, I totally welcome your eye rolls right now because I'm talking like I'm fucking top chef. Delicate aromas and the elderflower just tickling your ivories or tickling your nose. <laughs> I'm losing it. I am, I don't know, day 2000 of quarantine and I'm officially losing it. So cheers to you guys and season two of Ready Sex Chat. Mm. Listen, I don't know about you, but damn, it's been quite a week. Am I right? Yeah. It's just been those, I mean, it hasn't been a bad one. It's just been really busy. And I, I happily had a couple of movies that I finally got to shoot with browsers and it was extremely cut to like bare bones. I mean, there was no one there. It was just me and the performer. It was very strict guidelines. So it definitely had a more intimate feel. I had hundreds of Zoom meetings because all my projects that are coming up and out and it's just off the charts. And then I'm getting ready for my new boob job and shooting and talking on my OnlyFans and Browsers Plus. I mean, I'm I'm working. So anyone, which is really funny when people say on Instagram, just... I don't know why these bitches talk. All they do is suck dick for a living. I'm like, again, it's when? Finally, after seven months, I had some this month. (laughs) But for the most part, I hate to burst your bubbles, ladies and gentlemen. I do a lot more than just that. So I was on set, but that was like maybe five out of that. Why can't I talk today? Maybe I'm getting wasted. (laughs) I was on set for like, I don't know, five hours out of the two weeks. So that's me equivalent to saying that I was fucking someone all night, but we were really just cuddling and he came in, you know, two minutes. But I did have an amazing achievement this week within my industry. Drum roll. As I'm sure and positive that you are following me on Instagram and on, well, Instagram and Twitter, but mostly Instagram, you know that I made the cover of AVN September 2020 magazine. If you aren't familiar, it's basically the vanity fair of the industry. You know what I mean? It's a pretty big deal. And everything I wanted, they made possible. There's going to be a link in the Ready Sex Chat Instagram for you to check out if you want to go see it. But I recommend that you actually get it for yourself, like for your coffee table, if you are a fan. <laughs> because I asked them for a full-blown David LaChapelle, Pamela Anderson 90s vibes, and they gave me that and more. Totally check them out. The magazine is so luxe. Like, it's, I'm sorry, but a Kindle can never replace how a soft magazine feels between your fingers, how you feel the pages, how the folding of the magazine on your lap 
it's just a nostalgic feeling. And the fact that I'm saying that blows my mind because we are in such a digital age. I mean, here I am doing a podcast to really get your hands on a magazine that feels so luxurious like AVN does is really a treat. Plus, it's definitely not just me. We have the greats of the greats of the industry. You're Angela White's, you're Adriana Chechnik's, you're uh, Emma Hicks, all in on the covers for the last year or so. So it really makes a really nice collector's item. And especially because this year, sadly, AVN is not going to happen because of this circus we are in. Don't get me started. So it's, um, it's really nice to just sort of get into the magazine and really read the interviews and become a part of the journey of the cover model because it's just a really, I'm so proud of it. And I am so thankful to them that after 10 years of being in the industry, it's my, not only my first cover, but it was really a testament to them actually being interested and hearing little old me. So go ahead and check it out. I have the link everywhere and it's a really great book. So I hope you go ahead and enjoy it. And excuse me while I take another sip of this delicious gin and elderflower cocktail of mine. Be sure to rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe wherever you pod. Bridget B. Ready, sex, chat. Oops, excuse me, I got a drip. Just a little tiny one, I'll finish this sip too. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but... Although this is my show, you know, you all make it so possible for me to even be here. So I don't know if you remember, but last season I asked you to always feel free to ask questions on the Ready Sex Chat Instagram and Twitter. And for what it's worth, you guys go in and I, I love hearing your questions and reading them. But of course, because there's so many, I just can't tend to them all. So, although the questions have been mostly about what we're going to get into today, which is, you know, just dating and sort of basic, more general questions for a general audience, the questions that I talked about in another episode about celebrities going to your DMs truly still exist. Pandemic or not, these fuckers don't care. So, the typical question of, Hey, Bridget, you know, how much is it for the night? It's still very prevalent along with, so, you know, you're going to meet me for drinks. I'm like, where on fuck screen earth am I going to meet you for a drink? Everything's closed. And the places that are open, I have to go in with a mask. You think I'm going to go in and fuck up my makeup before I see you? I don't think so. And this is something that they're not very conscious of. They're not thinking that I have my makeup on under my mask. So what I have to do before a date is I have to make sure he's waiting for me inside the restaurant. I have to put the mask on so I can walk through the restaurant because if that makes sense, I have to go to the bathroom first, make sure the makeup is intact and just ever so slightly put the mask on, run to my seat and then take the mask off. That's, that's how this shit has to work. It's not conducive to first dates, second dates, or even third dates. So once this fucking circus is over, I'm very excited to have my clown makeup just staying intact. <laughs> 
So I am so excited to answer your questions today. And we're going to get personal. I have no fucks given attitude about all of it, probably because I am balls deep in my gin. And that's what Ready Sex Chat is all about. So I'm going to use your first name and your city for reference to protect you from your wife or your husband or your boss, because we don't want people finding out that you are indeed listening to a porn star. So sit back, grab your cocktail, and let's dive right into it as I answer your juicy questions from Ready Sex Chat Instagram or Twitter or I think it it depends on what's on my phone because I'm just going to go off of it randomly. (laughs) Stay tuned. My first one is from Ramos from Aurora, Illinois, which I'm going to assume is kind of near Chicago, maybe, which is one of my most favorite cities. It's actually from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which I've seen that movie 20 times. Uh, He uh, sent me a DM on my Twitter, and it says, Bridget, I don't understand why you don't consider shooting porn cheating when any of you guys are in a relationship seriously it's the dumbest shit i've heard did i miss something thanks so much for your question and without risking to make today's episode nearly four hours long i'm gonna put this in very short terms cheating it becomes the act of extra you know what i mean for many of us and i'm gonna speak for myself but for many of us in the industry The act of two genitals on their own does not induce or encompass a relationship, meaning that just because a penis enters a vagina or a vagina is on another vagina, whatever, does not necessarily mean you are in a relationship. It just means you are having fun and doing your job. So my moral compass doesn't necessarily uh, be the same as everyone else's. So if said actor has a partner who met them as a porn star, is completely infatuated with the idea of fucking one, now develops feelings and wants the performer to quit, trust me, happens all the time. I got into it in season one. To me, I don't cross the boundaries ever. So being either whether I'm single or taken, I go on set, I do what I do for work, the camera cuts and I go home. There's no texting afterwards romantically. There's no banging in the bathroom. There's no mutual, I'm going to see you later tonight. It is what it is. You keep it professional and you keep it moving. But yes, I am also very lucky to have a career that I love, that it's fun, it's yummy. I have great people around me and I'm getting paid for it. In my bio on my Instagram at this uh, is Bridget B, it says, don't hate the game, learn how to play it better. So when a lot of people say to me on DMs and are super dicks and assholes or cunts or bitches, I just say, you know, don't hate the game, you know, learn how to play it. So a lot of it has to do with that sort of sentiment. So, and uh, again, everyone has their own moral boundaries and just because I'm sharing mine, it doesn't mean it's the correct one. I would never say that, but it's mine and we can still break bread. I'm just happier eating my piece. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
What is always so funny is that that question pops up so much and I could be at a dinner table with my girlfriends and they'll have a friend with them and I'll get questions like that. Like, isn't that cheating? Just, aren't you just cheating on your boyfriend all the time or on your, you know, my, my then husband and the fascination that people have with the boundaries and with not being able to wrap their heads around that to me, it isn't cheating. And to my partner, it isn't cheating. And we're, you know, good, solid people. It's a lot for them to really grasp. So that's why I do me, you do you, stay in our lanes and all is well. So William from Jacksonville, Florida, he asked me on the ready sex chat Instagram. And he says, um, first off, been jerking out to you since college. Oh, fuck. Second, I'm so damn tight on money. And there are days when, I'm sorry, I'm so damn tight on money these days. Tell me anything on some good cheap dates that will get me laid. Um, I hope I read this right, but yeah. (laughs) Well, William, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Let's start off with, um, thank you for jerking off to me. That's always flattering to hear. Secondly, no date guarantees that the chick is going to drop her thongs. Let's say that one more time. No date guarantees that the chick is going to drop her thongs. For fuck's sakes. This is where I hope anyone who listens to my show realizes that sometimes work is involved. A little whining and dining is going to go a far way because so many guys just aren't used to it because everything is just so at their fingertips between Tinder and Instagram DMs that the whole thought of, and especially now with the staying at home bullshit, going on dates is basically non-existent. And so many dudes are using that as an excuse to not open their wallets for a female, which is basically the gentleman thing to do. Men should definitely be giving that extra thought to whining and dining, especially because of so many of us girls have been stuck at home that we are starving, not hungry per se, but we're starving to be able to put on our makeup and put on some cute clothes and go out on a really good date. So in my humble opinion, planning a good date and girls remembering to value themselves more than just to let any random like fucking bounce them really would make an ideal situation as we're getting into a new era of dating. And we're going to get into all of that in episodes to come. So another reminder, um, and from one of my first episodes is that I am a traditional woman in a modern world with an extraordinary career. So William, Let's get you at least to the point where she's interested in at least a second or third date. I can't guarantee anything, but if I were her, let's see what I would like. Okay, so what dates would I like a guy to plan for me as we're getting back into to the, the dating era? Uh, one of them is to turn your living room into an indoor picnic. You just go to the Dollar Tree or Ross or Walmart and you Google picnic settings, right? And if I were a dude, I'd grab a cute rug, some pillows and a blanket, and I'd set up a really cute picnic from food that you've cooked. And I'm sure a lot of females can agree with me. I respond to planners very well. So knowing that you put the effort into our date 
would make me very interested in a follow-up date. Pinterest is also a really great source. And it shows you lots of pictures. A lot of us females have our entire lives already planned on Pinterest. Our weddings are planned. Our first babies are planned. Our first homes are planned. The only thing that isn't planned is you. So you're basically a just drop and go. <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is, as long as it fits our Pinterest lives. So um, I think that's a really fun date. And it, it shows that you care and it shows that you put some thought into it. Another good one, and it's something that has been brought up recently because of being stuck at home, is to learning a new skill together. Now, that takes a lot of wanting to be with the other person. But if after the first date, you asked me all the right questions, right? And you listened to me instead of like staring at my tits, which 100% would be all out and you'd be very uncomfortable trying to maintain eye contact. I'm that bitch. I feel so bad. But if you would have learned from me from what was on my, in my conversation, one of the things on my bucket list is learning how to go quail hunting. Can you believe that? I've never been, and I've seen it a lot in the South and it interests me so much. So William, if you and me are going out on a date and it's our first date and you are listening to me and you heard that I indeed want to learn how to quail hunt, a really nice date that could be cheap is to, if you can't teach me how to hunt, maybe you can go to the market, grab some quail eggs and anything associated with quail and... (laughs) Maybe we put on a YouTube on the big screen TV and then we learn how to cook it. But you also are getting me ready for in future dates to go quail hunting. So again, that's putting thought into something that's showing that you care. And I think that's a pretty good panty dropper, but I'm not saying that it's a guarantee. So please do not quote me on that. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm going to get into so much trouble with the feminist on this. Now, this is very close to being a fuck up because if you don't listen correctly and you assume something without asking, for example, if you didn't pay attention to me, if you were just looking at my tits, you didn't realize that I was afraid of heights. And on maybe our second or third or fourth date, you put together a beautiful balloon ride or um, a trip to Disney for the roller coasters or whatever the fuck. I would basically say, deuces, nice to meet you, moving on. Because I'm afraid of heights, so I don't want to do any of that shit. So this is where you have to pay very close attention and this could really backfire. But if you get it right, you get it right. And William, I'm going to treat you to a quick little fun date idea that I also think only if you have read the room though. And if you know that she's totally DTF is fun. Okay. Put this together, an adults-only game night for two. There is not a single game you can't turn into some kinky shit. Between strip Jenga, strip twister, naked charades. If you guys aren't into second base by like the second game, trust me, it's not her. It's you. Adult game night can be so much fun. And an adult game night is also, you can mix in picnic. 
So you can mix in tip number one and then mix it in with games. So now you have a complete setup and you're really taking the time. And the basis of these, all these tips are coming from me personally. This is something that Bridget B would love to see done on her own dates. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. I hope it gives you some tips and tricks. And as always, William, feel free to, from Jacksonville, because there's a couple of Williams, um, send me a DM and I would love to hear what happened afterwards. <laughs> All right. And last question, because again, this podcast can go on for hours. It's the last question and don't worry. I'm going to do another bonus episode later in the season because I really want to satisfy these cravings. I mean, these questions are juicy and they're good and there's so many more, but again, I don't want to get you into tomorrow on this. Hold on. Hold on. I need to take another sip. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Okay. So I'm going down. Oh. Okay, this is a good one. Um, I'm gonna butcher this name and I'm so sorry. Fida, F-I-A-D-H from Belfast, Ireland. Love me some Irish beer. Now, I'm assuming it's a girl from the question. So forgive me since I'm not quite familiar with the name, but the question is, Bridget, I had a threesome with my roommate and this is where everything goes downhill, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> God. Okay, she says that she had a roommate. She had a threesome with a roommate, and now she's fucked because now she's sure that she's in love with him. She says, I definitely fucked up. Can't tell anyone. They've been together two years, and I'm so fucking confused. My term at the university has extended because of the pandemic, and I just need to know what to do. Thanks for reading, and keep up the good fight. You have fans like me who love you. Oh, she's so sweet. Okay, well, shit. Um, okay, well, this is where I'm going to be honest, and I truly apologize for really not giving a fuck about it. Girl, first off, Without knowing how the fuck this three-way even started, I'm just going to assume it started out like this. Because for the most, it starts off with alcohol. Things get a little bit out of hand because you've been secretly having a crush on him. Am I right? Since you probably met him. I'm also going to guess that your roommate has had no clue and you've been a really good friend. Am I on the right track? I'm also going to guess... That you noticed him checking you out a few times. And during this fucking circus of a pandemic, mm, you guys have been isolated. So you got drunk. You got crazy. He and her have been talking about this and made it seem like it was all her idea. Eight out of ten. I'm saying that that's an 80% chance that that's what the fuck happened. Because when a quote-unquote couple, and I say couple because you whatever making a couple means to them, ask for three-way, the girlfriend or the wife are in a situation where they rather do the three-way than see their man cheat. So basically, they are willing to satisfy his sexual needs because why? Because women, we are born to please them. Hunters hunt his prey. Now, obviously... In an adult consenting matter, but most men, if not all, love the chase. 
But once it's obtained, it's up to us, the women, to be two steps ahead and be a satisfying sexual partner. I'm sorry. It is what it is. So now am I saying if he says jump off a bridge, you're going to go do it too? No. Of course not. And again, I know nowadays one can't make a statement without feminist hashtag fake me too movements or whatever other basically socially, racially, everything charged hashtag want to stamp on it. So eliminating all of that shit and assuming that this is in fact a scenario, my tip for you, honey, is to run, break the lease, move, get on Tinder, A-S-A fucking P and get yourself a new dick. Again, assuming this is a scenario, which is like eight out of 10, you were just a pawn in her game to keep him happy. <sighs> I mean, I'm, I'm two years. Fuck. I need another sip. Hold on. Two years. Okay. Two years and they aren't living together. That's suspect. So I need more info and I can bet he said something that triggered her into thinking it's a good idea for this. And since you are a roommate, she probably kept an eye on you and assumed that you were frankly just really safe. And I mean, why wouldn't she think you were safe? You're a roommate and she probably knew you. And again, I don't, I'm not privy to a lot of the back information. So from what I have based on this question, I say move on and chuck it to an experimental night with two friends. But because this is ready sex chat, I am in fact Bridget B and I am in fact petty as fuck. You know what I would do? Okay, girl, listen to me. I would get not only a new room or a new apartment and have that all set. You always want to have your ducks in a row. And once I did that, I would go ahead, wear the shortest damn fucking skirt, my tits out. I'd walk all over the fucking house when they were there. Get him so hard watching you from far away, but don't give in. Hold yourself to a higher fucking standard. But why not have some fun in the process, right? I mean, they they had some fun with you. So now... Fida, Fida, I think that's that's how you say your name. I'm going to DM you back and see what happened because I really want to know the update. So if that could be my most honest tip is to move on. They just used you. She used you for him and they have every right to do that as a couple. They have every right to be sexually experimenting as a couple but it's when they bring in the third person and then you get your feelings involved. That's when you're going to have to cut the cut, cut the ties and get on that Tinder and get that new dick ASAP. Plus make him suffer a little bit. <laughs> I'm so fucking petty. So I'm, I'm sure that I've told you guys before that one of my major goals within myself is to do a TED talk. Um, and on top of being more of a mainstream actress and I've been on so many auditions it's been so great but uh, in a couple of years I want to somehow have a TED talk and really get to get people to understand that just because I mean obviously just because I'm a porn star doesn't mean that I have all the tricks up my sleeve but I've, I've been around a little bit and I've seen quite a few things and I'm happy to share them so don't don't sweat it Send us a DM, send a tweet, and I try and get to you guys as soon as I can. But 
let it marinate and I'll try to answer it on air also. And with this new season, I have a lot of fun things coming up. Not only are we gonna have really fun guests and a great setup to where you're finally gonna see this on video, but it's gonna be a lot more interactive. So I'm gonna get to hear your voice and I'm gonna get to talk to you. So hang tight. Thank you so much for making season one amazing that led me to where I am now. So with that being said, my drink is done. I need a refill and I think it is very safe to say that it's a wrap for season two, episode one. I can't believe I said that. Thank you so, so damn much for listening and just thank you for the questions all around and I hope I got to give you a fair, honest answer. It's who I am. I I don't fake it on set. And I'm sure as fuck not going to fake it here. The description for links and etc. And anything that I mentioned on the show. And as always, life is just too damn short. Do whatever the fuck makes you happy. Hmm. Sure, I think I'm a little tipsy. (laughs) See you next Wednesday. I'll never stop, 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 stop. I'll never stop. Come play with Bridget B. (laughs) Subscribe and go balls deep. Oh, yeah. Into the podcast. Ready, Ready, sex, chat. chat.